I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect all the possibilities I expect positive energy I expect with no regrets I visualize it all, know what's coming, yeah I'm synergy, I reach every dream and love my enemies Everything here is a lesson, everything that comes to me counts as a blessing no. Good day, good day Good day world I'm Jay And I'm Aaliyah And this and is, is Homeschool Yo Kids Podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Um, we have a guest today. Look, that's our new MO right now. We have a guest. Yes, we're really excited to have her. Um, I'm, look, I'm not even going to do introductions. Rebecca, uh, <laughs> introduce yourself. Oh, you're muted. You get there? Nope, you're still not there. <laughs> no. It's okay, because guess what? We could just start now. Over. <laughs> How's yeah, that? Now you are. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I used the wrong mute button to mute my kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rebecca <laughs> or Becky um, with my homeschool village and thrilled to be here. I've been homeschooling for 20 years. I have five children. We've sent a few to college, a few to other roads. I've got two more at home. We're still homeschooling a, a, a 14 and 11 year old. And um, my passion is just helping homeschool moms. I had so many great moms reach back and help me through the rough days that now we've created a business that helps other moms and reach backs and help reach backs, reaches back to help other moms through their rough days. So it's been a great journey. I love homeschooling. Nice. And yes, you've created something that's amazing because it's something that everyone fears when entering into the homeschool world is not having the community and you have created a community. Give us more about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's funny. I'll give you a little background on kind of how it started accidentally. Um, I was homeschooling my kids when they were little and we had no, you know, we're on one income life's tight and they wanted to take courses and classes in gymnastics and ballet. And I was like, there's no way I can pay for all of you to do this. So I started creating, I would go into a gymnastics club and say, Hey, look, if I can put together a homeschool class for you, we can do it during the day. Will you let my kids go free? And then I'll bring you in the other people to pay and they would agree. So I got my kids ballet and gymnastics and piano and like anything they needed, I would do this and negotiate and then bring in their money from other people. And that's how we got through 15 years of homeschooling and getting them the nice. courses they needed was me doing this negotiation. So when we started my homeschool village, it started out as just helping moms understand how to homeschool. And I realized as people were coming in, 
we had numbers, you know, homeschoolers are only alone if they want to be anymore. You don't have to do it alone. And as the numbers started coming in, I realized, wait a minute, why are we, you know, you go in and it's like, um, IXL.com is like $20 a month per kid if you want to use it. And then I hear that the schools are using IXL and I'm thinking, how can the schools afford this? Why are homeschoolers paying full price and public schoolers aren't? So I started calling companies and I thought I'm going to do the same thing just on a larger scale. So I started calling these companies. um, And now we are partnered with 15 different online programs because we have the, right. We have these homeschool numbers now that together I can come in and say, Hey, there's thousands of us. How low can you come? And I'm getting these prices low enough. And then we put them all into one package and for the membership, you get access to all these programs at a, at a minimal cost. So that's what we do now. Our biggest thing is just creating a buffet of education for homeschoolers that they can go in and pick and choose from without paying out of pocket a ton of money. You know, it's, I got really fed up with so many companies coming in and going, we want to make money off the homeschooling world. And I want to go, do you realize we're one income families? <laughs> do you realize right. this isn't fair? So we're trying to level the playing field between the the assets that a public school kid can use versus what a homeschool kid can use. And, and we're putting that all together. So we've just signed up with a couple new companies that is just going to expand everything. We're working on Minecraft's classrooms and where our kids can meet. So it expands monthly. But we are now using our numbers to not only get better prices, but then also to change the world a little. You know, I think we are strong women and it's giving us an opportunity to stand up for parents' rights and make sure that we're not going to be gypped when it comes to new laws being made. So that's what we're doing. That's beautiful. And so you say you've been homeschooling for 20 years. So of course, like you said, all this wasn't around when you first started out. How did right. you get into homeschooling? Like, how was that? a Like, how did that cross your journey? Well, you know, it, it was always kind of in the back of my head as something I might look into, but never really wanted to. I looked forward to my kids leaving the house during the, the day, you know, at first. And then uh, we were living in Maryland And not in a great education system. We were probably in one of the worst counties in the country for schooling. So I really didn't have a lot of choice. I couldn't put them in the public school system. So I started looking at privates and charters, which were way out of our price range. But I looked anyway, and I started going around. And as I was touring all these different schools for my five-year-old, I kept saying, seeing the same thing. I saw these kids who could speak French or Spanish or whatever. They were bilingual, trilingual. But what I saw were children who looked like zombies on the inside. There was no light in their eyes. They lost this creativity. They just looked dead inside. And I went home to my kids and I thought, they're so curious and happy. And, And I saw the difference of the light. And all I could think was, how do I keep the light they have now into adulthood? That's what I want to do. Like, I, I don't care any other thing. I just want to keep that light. So... I turned to prayer. We are Christian and I, and I prayed and I went to God and I said, okay, I want to keep the light in their eyes, but I want them to be tough. I want them to be able to handle the world. I don't want them to be secluded in a bubble. 
And I got a very clear, immediate answer, which by the way, I don't get that often. <laughs> but when it comes to my children, God speaks clearly. And he said, I have enough tough kids. I need more sensitive children who know how to hear my voice. And it mm. just, it, I felt slapped. I was like, oh, well, I'm a stubborn woman. So I argued with him. And I said, <laughs> um, great, but what about this idea that don't hide your candle under a, under a bushel? My children have this light. Shouldn't they be sharing it? And he answered right back. And the I got a picture in my head of um, a candle on a hill is easily snuffed out when the wind comes. But if you keep that candle and build it into a bonfire, then you put that bonfire on the hill. When the wind comes, the fire spreads and is strengthened. And so my calling at that point was to keep my little candles at home, build their bonfire, build them into bonfires, and then put them out into the world. And now I have to tell you, I've got um, one child who's married. I have one who's decided to serve and be a missionary. She's going to Peru to Trujillo, Peru, and she's, they're lights. And it was interesting. One day I had somebody tell me, they said, you know, your children light up a room when they walk in. And I knew at that moment, my prayer had been answered. It took me 20 years to see it, but that's when I knew God answered my prayer and my children still have the same curious light to the point where people make comments about it all the time. Do they have holes in their education? Of course. Did I do it all right? Heck no, but they have a light. And that's, that's all I needed. That was the goal. That was that's the goal. Awesome. That's very powerful. I Thank love you. that. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> because the some tears. Like. <laughs> I know I see you. <laughs> no, because that's so important. Um, especially coming from, you know, public education. Me and Aaliyah were both in public education. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. you know, like. It is drained out. And that's one of the things I feel is so like, especially seeing them in high school, it's like, they're just there, like just present, like, because they have to be present. Mm -hmm. That's it. They're not really interested or intrigued by much. Um, They, they, they had lost that spark so long ago. And so for you to say and to hone in on, no, I want to keep that light in my children. That's so amazing. And that's so like, that's everything because that's what like we should be like that should be a goal you know well it was it was a long process and I have to say there were times when I was the one putting the light out so it wasn't Uh like that was the final decision and that was it there were times I was pushing curriculum on them that they hated and I could see the light Mm -hmm. dim or times when I had my idea of who they should be and I was pushing that on them and I would see the light dim and it was like and it was, I love how God works because he would tell me, you're dimming the light. Oh, we got to pull back. How do we do it again? And so it was a constant nice. adjustment and it still is. It's still an adjustment, but luckily you get that inspiration. I think moms have such an ability to hold hands with God because he's like, yeah, I, I need you to keep these kids. You know, I, I get answers very quickly when it comes to my children. It comes to me. That's so fast. <laughs> I have to no, work you harder. figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, nah, you're a big girl now. But but I am he will remind me often, you're killing the light again. So yeah, it is a problem. And that's important because that is a and you see a lot of posts and a lot of women talk about as far as homeschool moms go, 
um, I guess they're vet, you know, veterans in the game. They're quick to say, if that curriculum's not working, it's okay to trash it. It's okay yeah. to, you know, leave it alone. It's okay to find something new. Like you really touched Leah. Leah took that. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's really important because it's like, okay, you, you don't want to lose them. You want them at, I'm really big on just the fostering of learning. Like you want them to learn. You want them to love learning. You want them to enjoy the process. Yeah. And so when it's beat or forced or mandated into you, you can't enjoy that. Like I tell people like, I took like five years of Spanish y'all like, <laughs> And I could still only give you the basics because it was something I was made to do. It was a requirement. I had to take the Spanish. I, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't go into Spanish saying, oh yeah, oh, I'm so excited about this. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't go into that like that. It was like, oh, this is what's required. And I actually uh, scrapped my advanced diploma because I got kicked out of Spanish three because I couldn't keep up. <laughs> and she noticed that I couldn't keep up. And so she was like, yo, you got to go. And so... <laughs> I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and get this standard diploma and go on about my business. But then when I get to college, they made me take two more semesters of Spanish. So I'm like, yo, this is wild. I can't escape this. And I still just skated on by, you know, but it wasn't something that I, I wanted to do. And therefore I didn't grasp or keep or hold on to any of those years of Spanish. And now I regret it. And I tell people like, that's my, like, probably like my only, like, school regret is that I didn't take that serious because Arizona is full of Spanish speaking yeah. individuals and so now I'm just like oh I wish that I knew what you were talking about but I don't you yeah. can still teach me though <laughs> like, I'm willing to learn now I want to learn now but that's really important because we we are made to do so much that does dim our light and we don't we don't grasp onto it. It's like, what, what is this for? Like you hear that all the time from students in school. It's like, why am I learning this? Like how I'm going to use this in the real world. Mm -hmm. Like how, you know, like they are, they're so quick to go there. And it's just like, you just have to be like, it <laughs> just cause <laughs> yeah. you don't have no other explanation. Like they told me in my meeting that we have to do this guys. Like that's where yeah. we're at with it. So that's really, really important. <laughs> I love that. I, my my kids have learned to ask me too, why, you know, they ask why. And I think, I think I spend more time teaching my children why they need to learn something than actually teaching them what to learn. Because once they understand their why they have to learn it, they do it on their own. That was nice. a, a hard lesson for me is to spend more time explaining how it's going to be used in the future, why they'll need it, what will happen if they don't learn it um, and teaching those consequences. I was surprised how often I do that more than anything else. That's important. Um, you, you, I, I, and I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'm stuttering. I was going to make a post about this um, because we get asked the why and parents, you know, the adults get offended by why sometimes it's like, because I said so. And it's like, oh, just imagine if you were an adult and somebody, you asked the question and they, and another adult told you because they said so, like, you're going to be upset and be like, yeah. I'm doing that. And so the fact that when kids do ask those questions, it's important to explain it. It really is like to respect that they, you know, that that's information that they should be privy to. It shouldn't be a, cause I said so, or it should be like, 
because I would like to keep you safe. I don't want to see you hurt. Like, you know, things of that nature. So they can understand. And like you said, hone in on the whole process within themselves. Like, okay, well, this makes sense. Well, that makes sense. Like, like respecting them as, as young people, as opposed to just kids. Like, well, and it's interesting because you have to, and I've learned this off of my teenagers. um, If you don't answer the whys when they're little, they'll stop asking why. And they turn into yes, ma'am whatever it is. And you don't want that in this world. So I had an experience with my 16 year old who, um, because we had answered the why. So we would let them, you know, let them ask that question, respect the question. It was something as a kid, I asked a lot and I was always shut down for. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that to my kids. Well, what's interesting as adults, as teenagers, they're still happy asking why, which frustrates a lot of adults, but we have talked about, you know, the how to, ask politely, ask respectively. Um, And some adults really respect that about them. But my son was taking some electives in a public high school, which I let them do, you know, when they, there's classes that they want to take. And in that class, they wanted to give him a standard test. Now I think he was doing like auto mechanics. So what did he need a standardized test for? Nothing. And so I opted him out and he knew I'd opted him out and he went into class one day we, we didn't realize it was standardized test there. I wouldn't have taken him. And he, the teacher handed him the test and he said, my mom opted me out of this test. I'm not supposed to be taking it. And the teacher said, okay. So he went and handed him the exact same test. And on the front, it said assignment. And I was, I was annoyed when I heard about this. I thought I opted him out. So you just, they just retitled it, gave it back to him, hoping to still use that. Right. And he saw what was happening. And he said, I don't have to do this test. My mother opted me out. And they said, well, it's assignment. It's now 50% of your grade. And he said, okay, put his name on it, handed it back and said, I'm not here for a grade. I'm here for learning. So you can have your test. And he was very sweet. He was very kind about it. But, and the teacher was just shocked. He'd never had a kid question him before. And I thought, you know, some people might say, oh my gosh, you've raised rebels. Well, yeah, a little bit, but, um, but he stood up for himself. He stood up for what he knew was right. And I may have been a test, but tomorrow it's going to be something more important. And I was so proud. He came home and I was like, high five, dude. (laughs) This is, yes. Yes. And you made it so he's comfortable in doing that because he knows you have his back. Like he knew he was going to come home to support as opposed to, why would you do that? Why didn't you take that test? (laughs) I was wrong with you. No, that grade matters. (laughs) And so you, you made that, made that possible. That's, that's really dope. Well, but that was a result I didn't know I was going to get. That just came from letting him ask why, explaining, understanding that there are policies and laws, there are ideas and there are things you really do, you know, and dividing, making lines. So that, to me, that was just, oh, it's working. (laughs) You know, it takes 15 years to find out what you're doing is working, but it's nice to uh, see the results anyway. Nice. Yeah, I had to get myself together (laughs) because, um, I mean, you just, everything that you said is really how I feel about um, why I stopped working is because why I stopped teaching is because you do you see like these kids that their, their light is just sucked out of them and I mean it happened to me like we like you said we've all been through public education we know how it feels and just you talking about it and just reflecting and just me seeing it it's just like wow it's so true and this is why you know we do what we do and like you said we're so powerful because we have to protect our children um 
And that's, that topic is so like dear to me. And I wish that all kids can have that experience because they, because oh, yeah. all kids deserve that. Look, I'm about to cry. Again. <laughs> it's okay. Don't, don't do that. No. <laughs> no, but I like how you said we, you know, I wish all kids had it and I really do, but I think as homeschool moms, we have the ability when possible to help those. So there have been a lot of times um, we've run up against like a homeschool mom. I had a friend once who's husband left. She had seven children. She wanted to keep homeschooling her kids. She did not want to send them to public school, but had to start taking, you know, the brunt of the money-making. Um, and I remember there was a small, during her transition time, we worked out something where I could help her homeschool her children while she got her feet back on the ground. And there've been times where we were struggling or I was having babies and another mom came in and grabbed my kids and would homeschool them for a few weeks for me while I was recovering or whatever. And I think this is something that it takes a while to really get into, but the homeschool community is so open, I think, but it's ideal to find, you have to find your women nearby, your homeschool buddy. And, and sometimes like right now we're going to be helping a mom homeschool because she's got a son that's the same age as my youngest. And he'll be coming to our house next year to homeschool because she has to go back to work. But anyway, and so some, I think we need to reach out as homeschool moms. It's okay for us to take on an extra yes. kid or two. We're doing it anyway. And it keeps our other, yes. our, our children busy, <laughs> right? Gives them their social life. Yes. And so I think it's okay to take on and help someone else homeschool when we can, especially those moms who can't. There's bartering to be done. There's ways you can work it out. But I think it's important that we reach out and help where we can for that. Yes, it's all about community. I think yeah. this is beautiful. Like what you have created is beautiful. It brought tears, brought tears to my eyes. Like all the things that you're saying about community and helping and just... Know, being there for one another and making sure that we protect our children make sure they still have that light because that's what really matters i think that's what the world tries to come after kids light is snatch it away take it away their confidence everything and without that it's like you go through so much like you have to know who you are you have to be secure in yourself i think that's the most important thing to be able to even just move forward in life because life is so hard and then when you snatch a child's light away it's just like, how can they keep going? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Um, yeah, it is. It's a lot. This, because, you know, you see so much and you come across so much and it's just, you know, and then even thinking of personal experiences. And I just think about how I was through school. Um, not even thinking on my students level, but just thinking about me personally and like I always stress, like I, I used to write in elementary school. I wrote books in elementary school, like books. And then it just went away. <laughs> like, oh. I didn't write again until I was an adult. Um, and it was just wild to reflect back on that, that the fact that like elementary, it was like, oh, okay, we're honing in on like, you know, there's still like some little freedom there and everything. But then once middle school got into play and then definitely high school it was like all that went away it's like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't um pushed it wasn't like home like you know like I don't know it just wasn't I don't know I didn't have anyone encourage me or telling me like oh keep writing oh you should be writing right now or you should like it didn't come from home and it didn't come from school so like that's really important wow yeah those those are the stories that make me just so sad because I think the same thing with my life 
there were so many things I wanted to do, but I was discouraged constantly. You can't do that. Why would you do that? And I didn't realize, you know, you grow up that way. You don't think it's any different. And then when I homeschooled for 10 years, I actually went back when my children went to a charter in high school, they just took some electives, theater, dance, right? And they were there. So I got on the board, the school board, because I wanted to know mm. what was happening inside the school. As I'm in the school board, I happen, I end up being in the high school a lot. I get to know the kids, I get to know teachers. I'm walking around and I'm doing a lot of observing. And it was interesting sitting in teachers' meetings. It broke my heart because I was shocked at how discouraging all the teachers were. I don't mm. think I found a single teacher, you know, they're in this environment all day. They get tired and I don't blame them. It's a tough job, but it was interesting to me what dream killers they were and how quickly, <laughs> I mean, I was like, don't tell my kid he can't do that. You don't know that, you know? And, right. and my kids said the same thing. They're like, wow, mom, these teachers just keep telling us all the things we can't do. And I'm mm. like, that, that's not okay. You know, I want you to believe that you can hit anything you want. And even if I don't believe that, even my brain, my old brain still says, I don't know how they're going to make that happen, but okay. But out loud, I'm saying, you're right. You can, you're right. You can. Yes. And we walked into a car lot once. I don't even remember why we we're there. It was a BMW or something. We walked in, my son turns to me, he's nine, turns to me and says, mom points to like this fancy expensive car right in the middle of I want that car. And I said, good, you get it. And the salesman turns to me like I had just sworn. <laughs> and he's like, he goes, what? And I said, honey, if you learn it, it's all yours. And I remember that the yeah. look of shock on the salesman's face going, you didn't say no, it's too expensive. You'll never afford that. I mean, I can't pay for it right now, but who knows? Maybe he will in 20 yeah, years. Like and get me one too, by the on way. A child. I know. Right? <laughs> right? Are you pushing them to be all they can be, honey? Yes, I will not life. limit that. Yes, that's all I'm saying. It's like we got to push kids to be all they can be. And school really does deter that. And it's just so sad to see it continue to go on and on and on and on and on. So I'm really glad that we're doing this because we like the youth is our future. If we don't have them, we don't have anybody. And I just look around and I see the youth. And it just makes me sad sometimes the stuff that I see. And I'm just like, wow, it's just crazy because they need the love and the guidance and the help. And, you know, like you said, that's why we're here to to do that and spread that. And this is just so important. I might have to sit back and let y'all talk. <laughs> let y'all talk. <laughs> Okay, just like, that's why I say, yo, you real triggered to do that. <laughs> no, she really triggered something in me. I'm just like, it's just, it's that light. Like you said, I, I want to keep my daughter because I see it every day. I see her light mm -hmm. and it shines so bright. And like you said, I never want to burn that candle. I want to keep it going so that it can withstand the wind. I love that. Like everything that you said, it just touched my heart. I can't stop crying. <laughs> well, and you know, I think... I. I think one of the reasons is because I think this has probably been in your heart for a long time. I think all I did was solidify the thoughts you're having are actually real. Like the, when I started homeschooling, I homeschooled in faith and hope that this would happen. Now I've homeschooled long enough and I'm seeing the results of my kids. I now am talking from knowledge. I can literally say what, and this is my favorite message to moms with young children, what you're doing will pay off. 
I know this because I am not an organized woman. I am not in any way like the perfect setup, the schedule. I'm a mess. I've got ADHD myself. You know, I've had a lot of illnesses. <laughs> there have been years when we did nothing. And there were years where we did a lot and there were, and, and I've made plenty of mistakes, but the bottom line is keeping them home. And my big focus has always been confidence, self-esteem, you know, their soul. I want their soul happy. I figured the rest they'll learn. And I have a uh, son-in-law now who was raised, you know, in the system and he's, he's a little critical. And as he's been a part of the family longer and longer, he'll say, well, why do your kids don't know this fact and this fact and this fact? And they'll say, because instead we did this, this, and this, but compare my kids' personality, confidence, ability to work, you know, and at first he was very critical of all the holes I have in the education because there's a lot. But now he's looking mm. at his wife, who happens to be my first result, <laughs> and says, oh, I'm getting it now. Yeah, you have holes in history, you have holes in science, but you're willing to go learn it. Because she's old enough, she's happy, she loves to learn. She'll go look it up, she'll figure it out. And so he's starting to see the results. And so what you're doing, moms with young kids, it will work. It's like 98% guaranteed, unless you're literally an abusive person, your children will do thousands of times better than they will in the public school system, guaranteed. And you don't, it's not about the curriculum. It's not about what math they're taking. It's not about how early or how young they are when they learn to read. It's about just being with your children and the rest falls into place and God fills in the holes. So I'm just here to testify it works. (laughs) Yes. No. And that's a big deal, especially coming from a mother of five. Like how, how does, how did that look or how, cause you have, you know, some that are adults now. So who are you homeschooling now? So the five, um, I've got a 14 year old at home and I've got an 11 year old at home. And when they were five of them, it was actually easier. I just did all the history together. I did all the science together it got a little crazy trying to teach this one to read while this one wanted to play Legos, you know, um, it, it was crazy. And in the early years, homeschooling is really crazy. <laughs> and as they get older, it gets easier and easier. Like my son right now is sitting right next to me on a computer, getting his homework done, getting his stuff done so he can be free for the day. I don't do much anymore because they're trained. We had a lot nice. of training in the early years. And when they hit by, by 12, they're almost totally independent other than me running them to a class somewhere or the occasional helping them find a resource. So it, they're, they take control of their education. Public school's the opposite. It's easy in the early years. It's harder in the later years. Homeschool's harder in the early years, but pays off in the later years. And nice. so it's, it was tough. I'm not going to lie, which is part of why we created my homeschool village and the program we now have. These things weren't available when I was starting And it was hard to balance all five kids. The way we've created this program is you can now balance all five kids, right? Whether you have two or seven, we show you in there exactly how to balance it. Put your child here on the computer while you're working with this one, swap them out, go in and now, you know, and we show literally how to balance the homeschool mess while they're growing up and give the, give all the resources to do that. Nice. Okay. So do you utilize a lot of outside programs like um, virtual programs or schools or anything of that nature? Yeah. So in everything inside the program we put in because I was using it. (laughs) So uh, we use ixl.com for math and Spanish. My kids, we do speak 
well, my husband and I both speak Spanish. We're not so good at teaching the kids, but they're doing it on IXL. We use um, reading eggs and math seeds as well for the younger kids. We use starfall.com for our younger kids. Uh, we are now going to be adding in a study.com, which is a lot of junior high, high school courses, everything from finance, business, history, sciences. So they have like 10 amazing finance courses that my 17 year old is about to start through. So we use all of that. We use typec.com, which is my favorite typing program of all time. I have been through every typing program and I will just warn you, and it's not the I, I had a horrible experience with free online curriculum. We, I, I found a free program. I put my kids on it. Um, very sure about six months in, everything seemed fine. It was a typing program. It was called Typing Ninja. If you're using it, get off. Here's why. We, and then I found out other programs were doing this, but they had ads and it was like a Tonka truck. It was Toys R Us, whatever it was. And my child clicked on the ad and it led to a porn site. And I had an eight-year-old who was a, who was completely oh, exposed wow. to pornography like that when I was right there, because it was, it was an ad of a toy and it wasn't. So after that, we stopped using free mm. websites. Like if it's free, we just don't, unless, you know, mm. I pay for it because I can, we, there's no ads. So we do ad free, but, um, and that's so, so type is in there. It's typing vocabulary, spelling. It's even got some computer knowledge. It's got some really cool programs. So we have all these in there. Creative bug is a Joann's mix and you can go in. It's like the YouTube of arts and crafts without having to go on YouTube. Right. So your kids aren't messing around on YouTube and it's got every art craft herbs. It does herbs and sewing and knitting and paint and drawing you can go and pick your class, go through it, learn a skill. So we use all of those in our homeschooling and what we're doing. And, you know, we'll, I give my kids a budget and say, okay, pick your, pick your program on creative bug. Here's your budget. Let's go to the store. You got to stay under your budget. I hand them the money. They got to figure it out. So it's, it's an all around okay. world learning, but it's not a plan. I'm not good at planning. <laughs> it's a, Hey guys, today, let's do this. But they do have to get their okay. reading, writing, math done every day and they check it off. Okay. And then, and, and we do have, we've have a whole thing on the wall, check off your stuff. They'll come to me and say, mom, can I play a computer game? My answer is always, I get to say yes. When you say yes, is everything done? And, and we go off the list and they'll say no. Well, then you gave yourself your answer. Okay. So it's never me saying no. It's always, I say I yes like when that. you say yes. I've never <laughs> heard. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I'm using it. <laughs> I hate being the bad guy. I hate it. So I made them the bad guy. So <laughs> they have to, yeah. And that's the answer. I, I get to say yes. When you say yes, did you get everything done? You know, what's expected. And, and then, and that's funny. They'll always answer. No, <laughs> and they know it's their fault. So, mm -hmm. so they do have their lists. They get them done in the morning and they're free in the afternoon. It's like you get to teach your kids all these different skills, budgeting, accountability, just just everything that you don't that you just don't get anywhere else but at home. I'm yeah. sorry, you don't get to get those like important lessons. You miss out on those things. And I just love hearing like how your journey is going, um, you know, and how all the things that you do, because it's just it, it makes me excited. Because like you said, it's harder in the beginning stages. I think that's why it touched me as well because. I didn't, you know, I even, I'm just, I say this all the time, like, even though I'm a certified teacher, I got my master's in education, 
this is hard. Like trying to teach my daughter at this young age. Um, I taught, you know, older students. So fifth grade, sixth grade, fourth grade. Um, so doing, and I, shout out to all the kindergarten, like it taught like, kindergarten teachers, moms who are. It's really not easy. And I'm just glad to hear that it does get easier. You know, I see my daughter, she knows what she wants to do and things like that, but it's just, um, it's just, it's just different. And I know that it's going to get easier. And just hearing your words, it's just like, you know, it makes me feel hopeful. It gives me a lot of hope, <laughs> a lot of hope. Um, and I just appreciate that a lot. Oh, good. I'm glad I can give you hope. And remember, don't feel overwhelmed. Everything I've done was, well, for six months, we did this, but they grew up and then we did this and they grew up, you know, so it's everything I say we've done wasn't all in one year. It wasn't even all in one season. You know, it was, it was sporadic throughout the last 20. And that's what I want moms to remember is the things that we've done weren't all done in a day. (laughs) It literally took the entire time. There were a lot of days where we did nothing. I think (laughs) one of the most important things you've honed in on is resources, that there are so many resources. Because I think a lot of parents go into this with the notion of, oh, how am I going to teach this? And how am I going to teach that? Or how am I going to be able to, I don't know that, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just like, but you can find a resource. I promise you, you can. There's resources and tools. Resources and tools are available everywhere. And so it's really dope that you you all provide that in your membership um, to be able to include the access to all those different types of programs so yeah well they've been vetted we make sure that they're not teaching the wrong things we even had reading eggs um just started putting some books in their library that we were like "Uh uh-uh not in my home and I just wrote them a letter and they said I'm sorry we didn't know we'll you know so we're speaking up we're going Mm. our group will not support this if this is what you're doing and they're they're going, oh, wait, we don't want to lose a bunch of homeschoolers. Let us go check that. So yeah. our voices are mattering, but we also, there's so many resources out there. So in my homeschool village, you know, we're not going to tell you to use it if we haven't tested it, tried it, you know, or one of the other homeschoolers has been using it for some time. We will not push some newbie out there that we don't know. So any, we will show you the resources and we go live every Tuesday. And just yesterday, it was so fun. There were some resources I didn't know, and these women were popping up. And so, you know, it's not just me providing these resources. We're all sharing and it's vetted and it's careful. And it's been really fun. I've learned a lot of great new resources myself from the women that are in there. Nice, nice. This, this is really dope. I, I, also, well, you know, I already told you that I love your community. <laughs> Thank you. I also love, I just want to point out how you um, point out how you said that your children have like holes in the education, but they still want to learn. I think that's super important, especially um, like for people who just want to, who wants to start off and people who have really, you know, went through the education system and now you're trying to homeschool your kids. Because I think that, I mean, I've never really met any homeschooling adults, but I know that there probably are. But when you've been through the public education system, um, and I, and I still, I'm still going through these processes of de-schooling because it's so hard to be like, it's so hard to let go. It's so hard to be like, I learned this information. I feel like, you know, my child needs to learn this information. These are the things that I learned, you know, to help me be and build me up. So, and it doesn't have to be that way. And none of that information is really even that important. And so I don't know why, you know, I feel like, you know, um, like I, I feel like I had to go out. 
to go back a little bit, maybe like last week, I was just feeling like I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't, or she wasn't learning enough or, you know, we're on a, a good pace. And I'm always just, <laughs> forget about Scraggy. I'm always, I feel like I'm very hard on myself. <laughs> you are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure yes. to put on yourself. Well, you know, I had, um, I, I, I do think that's too much pressure for us to assume that we have to be the teacher and like they're empty buckets that we're filling, but, and this took a long time to learn. I'll tell you, it took me 10 years to de-school myself and constant, but our children are smarter than we know. They're automatically have this discernment of truth and, and error. They automatically have a gift for wanting to learn. And it was interesting. It took me a long time to learn that the more I backed off, the more intelligent they became, they started deciding for us what we would learn. And I'm thinking, whoa, if they had been limited to my knowledge, they would have never surpassed me. But my kids' knowledge is surpassing me at 15 and 16 because they're so hungry and they move forward. And I'm still going, oh, that's what it looks like when a kid has freedom, you know, with guidance. Yeah. That's what it looks like when a child's allowed to learn what they want. I think as adults, we hold them back and we have to remember, how do I not hold him back? That I think yeah. is more important than how do I do everything because we can't. That's unfair to us <laughs> as moms. That's too much pressure. That is so important, the holding back. Um, yeah. A lot of parents do put limitations. I see it all the time at the park. Do they just watch it and like, oh, I want to do the monkey bars. And the, and the mom's like, no, you're not ready for that. But like, yo, the child just told you they were ready. I want to do the monkey bars. Yep. And so it's really important for parents to understand. I, I've said it too, like, we have no idea how, capable these kids are it's like we place their limitations because you know some book has told us oh they don't do this until this age or somebody some adult uh, other adult has told us oh well they should be doing this or they oh they you know they're not ready for that you know it's like all these limiting factors that we have in our mind on kids and it's like no you have no idea like they're they're so they're brilliant they really are yeah and in more ways than we realized, my second child turned out to not, she wouldn't even read till she was nine. She refused. At the time, I thought she had learning disabilities. And I was racking my brain and I was crying all the time thinking I was failing this child. But finally, she brings me a book and said, mom, I'm the only one of my friends who can't read. Will you teach me? And she learned it in a few weeks. And I went, oh, oh wow. you just weren't interested. And then she wouldn't write until she was like 14. And I'm like, honey. I'm embarrassed for you when you go to your homeschool classes and you're the only one who can't write. Like we got to work on this thinking once again, she had a disability. Then all of a sudden at 16, she's like, mom, I'm going to write a chapter book. And I'm thinking, yeah, good luck with that. Right. She's like, no, I'm going to write a chapter book. I'm like, you can't even write a full sentence yet, but she was going to do it. She got on Google. I showed her how to use a Google and, you know, she started writing a chapter book. She's 19 now and writes beautifully. She's writing these novels where I'm like, I had no idea. She never took a, a writing program because I couldn't get her to write. <laughs> so the writing programs were such a fight when I finally backed off and just let her go. She's brilliant. I had no idea. So you just, you don't know. And the hard part as a parent is biting your tongue. You know, yes. it's like blood coming out all the time going, <laughs> what do you mean you think you're ready for that? And going, you're not, but let's see. <laughs> and then they surprise you. So it's hard. It's so hard. I think there's yeah. a lot of inner suffering as a homeschool mom 
I'm, I think I fight me more than anything. My inner self is constantly doing this. And there's a lot of prayer involved going, Lord, which one is it? Do I say, do I not? They don't have the same inner voice fighting. They're following instinct. They're following inspiration. I'm the one going, what I think I know and what I know isn't matching up. I'm still reprogramming on a daily basis. Nice. But you're recognizing that you're able to, I just tell people all the time, I spend a lot of time talking to myself. Like I'm, I stay in my head (laughs) always like, okay, well, that's what she wants to do. All right, whatever. Like, you know, like having those conversations all the time. So hard. Like very, very much so. And I love that you put emphasis on like, you're like, okay, she didn't read till she was nine. She didn't start writing till she was 14. Then 16, oh, whole chapter books, whole books that she's, you know, putting out because there is no time scale. Like there is no, they have to be doing this by this time. They have to, like, I feel like these are skills that should be learned. Yes, but it's in their time. Yeah. Um, That's hard to have six year old. <laughs> it, it is. Oh, it is. Because even like, like, I was about to get on my six year old. She's in the process of reading. Like, she's like enjoying it. And I'm trying to keep it at that. So I never push her. I never like, mm-hmm. oh, sit down, read this. Like, da da. No, we go to the library very frequently. We went to the library yesterday and I picked out, um, Carl, what's what's the guy who my the hungry caterpillar and the um I love those. Yes. Well, she read one. It was I can't remember the title, and I should have. I should have taken a picture and everything because she read the whole book and it was so beautiful. And I'm just like, like I I like I nudged them, like you know the children. I was so proud of them, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, go like you did it, you did it. And she's like, I said, are you proud of yourself? Say yes. That's (laughs) that that's what matters to me. It's like you know, those are hard skills for them to you know get a hold on, and so it's always important to allow them to go and flow at their pace so that they don't feel so overwhelmed and so pressured into oh I should do that like I should know how to do this all no you're great you're doing great remember that and I you know I just standards always gets me like standards and normalities and um the things that everyone say oh you should be doing this or you should know this like Aaliyah was saying mm-hmm. about the facts that people no history facts I don't believe I don't believe half the history anyways so <laughs> I definitely don't hold on to the facts of oh in 1972 they were doing I don't know no I'll <laughs> google it for you I don't know what they were doing then like that doesn't make or break me as a person <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. like, that's information you can always go back and like you said fill in the gaps like you can yeah. fill in those gaps anytime like especially this lovely internet service we have now only thing is you want to make sure your child knows the difference between credible and non-credible source <laughs> like, that's true google and them top that's 10 could still be not credible you know things of that nature but I just love that you're able to allow your children to be to just be just and yeah and that's a hard thing for for individuals because we're always doing the compare and contrast game everybody's always looking outside their home and saying oh well so-and-so son did this at this age or so-and-so or even within your own kids like you know with you having multiples you could have definitely been like you say thought something was wrong with her oh oh, yeah (laughs) well my my first two are 12 months apart so child number one read at four she wanted to that's what she did child number two didn't read till five years later and she's only 12 months under so I was like something's wrong (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, and there's been a lot no, of times I when I it. cried and wondered what, how I'm failing my kids. And I still go through those phases and, um, it's just, it's process. We'll always go through those phases of watching some, another homeschool mom. Oh my gosh, look at all the things she's in with her kids. I could never do that. You know, I still go right. through those. <laughs> so, oh, well, <laughs> like you see them like, oh my gosh, she's so used to, I'm like, oh my, whoa, y'all are fancy. Yeah. But, oh, I, I don't put myself in those. <laughs> No, we're not there. Like, you yeah. go to the house now. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's great. I know. That's the woman you become partners with in homeschooling and have her do it for your kids, right. too. <laughs> yes. yeah. Community, honey. Uh-huh. Community. <laughs> yeah. The compare and contrasting definitely gets us. I really yeah. do. Um, and that's why, like, I put emphasis, and we always put emphasis in the um, with the homeschool community, or just using our voice to say there is no standard. You are the standard. Understand yeah. that you and your child are the standard. So whatever pace y'all are at, or wherever you're at with things, that's where you're supposed to be. Focus on going forward. That's always my on on look of it. Go Perfect. forward. Like that. That's the goal. Go forward. Yeah. That's it. Like well, whatever goal, like you say, your goal. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I, I love that you're saying that because, what, but what I think we're the pioneers, right? We're the first generation broken out of public school. So as my daughter is now a mother and now he's just a baby, but it's interesting to watch her point of view of homeschool. You know, she'll say, oh yeah, there's a lot of things I am not repeating mom. <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay. okay. But she also says, but there's no way I'm putting my kids in. She has such an open mind you know, she's the first generation who's been homeschooled and will homeschool. And she sees it so differently. She's not fighting the fights I have in my head. They don't even exist in her head. So she's going to be able to do so much more with her homeschooling. And hopefully as grandma, I get to help a little bit, but it amazes me what we're doing for the next generation. And that's something else that I think we lose when they're little, but what you're doing is showing your kids how to mom in a new way, how to educate in a new way. We literally are on testing ground, but our children will have the foundation when they start homeschooling. And that's the part that's really exciting to me. We're changing yes. generations. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I love that. Yes, you've said it. <laughs> like, and that's, <laughs> Not just that's the kids. most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. It is a big change um, to hear my six and nine-year-olds talk about their future plans, what they want to. <laughs> I love it. I love it for them, honey. And like you, I'm always go for it. Like you could tell me you want to be <laughs> an astronaut and I'm going to go for it. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, good. I'm really firm on no limits. Like there are no limits. Like the only thing that's going to stop you is your mind, hun. Go for it. Do it. Do it. So I love it. My son told me the other day, he said, um, my teenager who's, I said, so do you want your kids homeschooled? He's like, uh, yeah. I said, what if you, what if there's a woman, you know, you marry a woman who doesn't want to homeschool? He goes, well, then I'm not marrying her. <laughs> he said, mm, I want my kids just like that. It's choices, mom. <laughs> I have choices. Yeah. I gotta just like, with if her she just, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll go with that then. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's very important. You gotta be on the same page with that because yeah. it does like I, I see, oh, I've been seeing posts like, oh, my husband wants me to put the kids back in the school. He's talking divorce and all. 
that is very important to have those conversations. Yeah. Like everybody has to be on board. It is a family thing. It isn't just a, you know, I, or I want this. And it, that's even included with the kids too. Like yeah. that's really important to have them on board. How was those conversations? Did your kids ever want to go to school? Like, yeah. And I like let them. <laughs> I actually, nice. I'm like, all right, but you're in for at least two months. And, you know, because <laughs> I, I want it to be their choice. I don't want it to be, you know, you're not trapped here. I don't, I didn't lock you in your room. So I had my fourth child wanted to try kindergarten. She was there for two months and was like, oh my gosh, mom, I'm not allowed to touch anybody. I'm not allowed to go to the bathroom. When I, you know, she gave, she's like, I got to come home. I want to be free again. Um, a lot, most of my children as teenagers <laughs> wanted, I know. The, well, and it's funny when my teenagers wanted to try when they were in ninth grade and they would eat, each one of them did it about ninth grade. They would go in for a while and they'd be like, mom, we spent more time listening to the teacher, trying to get somebody to be quiet or behave properly. I sat there for an hour because nobody would learn. Mm. So they would say, I'm coming home. So I have time to do what I want to do. And they would come home, get it done in an hour. And they would take occasional courses here and there, you know, and and they had a social life there. But in general, they said, what a waste of time. I've got more important things to do with my life Mm. than to sit in these classrooms. And each one on their own made that decision. But I let them, I had one child who stayed in for two years. Not full-time. She did part-time. Oh, really? She did. In Utah, they'll allow you part-time. And she did part-time. Filled her schedule with electives. Was very happy. After two years, she came home and said, Mom, I don't like who I am when I'm in that atmosphere. I'm starting to be depressed. Oh, I'm struggling. I need to come home again. And she did. And she did great. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, they're self-aware children. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> and like, it, that yeah. is really important and that's just keeping them home and it's also um knowing they always knew they had a choice they always knew they were at school by choice and I think it changed their education when they were there they were there to learn or they're not going and that was interesting yeah. this is a new attitude I didn't know what to do with so kind of cool nice yes that's a big deal um my nine-year-old talks about going and to public school when she gets to high school and I, I'm for it by all means go ahead <laughs> yeah go ahead you're gonna be back I know I know she's gonna be back <laughs> that's exactly I, right yo you're gonna be back yeah you can barely sit through a board game girl like I don't like <laughs> I know you're like you yeah. don't know he's not gonna know what to do when uh-huh. they ask you to sit down all day like what yeah. all day and, yeah it's, it's literally like that good luck with that let me know how it goes <laughs> basically but that's awesome also that you were able to allow them to experience that and to know like you know that that was an option for them that like you said you're not locked away you're not restricted from this you're not being you know shut off from the world it's your choice I understand that there sorry I was having to mute um yeah I have been impressed by a teenager who has a choice is empowered. And it's it, my son, we had a little a shooting scare a few weeks ago and he came home and said, my mom, as soon as, you know, they somebody just pretended, sent out the calls. I don't know if you heard about that going across the country and there was a lockdown and my son immediately texts me and says, mom, thank you so much for homeschooling me. My friends are scared to death right now and I'm home. 
actually wasn't home. He was actually doing something else at a class, but he said, you know, this is what's going on my kid. And, and so many of his friends didn't want to go back to school. And he was just like, I'm good. Um, but to, I think a child, especially teenagers, as we homeschool, we would give them more and more and more control over their lives, you know, to the point where they really are full control by the time they have a license. And it's interesting to see the power that gives them the confidence, the security, knowing they have those choices. And I watch their friends who don't have the choices and then they get out of college and all of a sudden, or not out of college, out of high school. And all of a sudden are given the world of choices and they shut down because they've never been given choices until graduation. And now they don't know what to do with them. And they're struggling and they're going through depression, and anxiety because choices yeah. were never a part of their life. So it's been interesting. The homeschool kids are not struggling with those choices because they've always made choices. Yes, that is so important. And that's, that's, oh, that's an insight for you. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Mm. It's beautiful. We always talk about choices. And I just think that this conversation really touched me because it's something I'm going to be talking about um, on our homeschooling, like on our homeschooling expos, like building um you know kids confidence matters too and all the things that you're talking about is what um you know what I'm going to be presenting on I think that's so beautiful because that part is so important and we don't like we don't get that like when we go to, when you when you're in, when you enter public education it's just like you as a teacher you have to be intentional if you're not intentional the student you're not going to pour into your students the way that they need to and then as the student um, if the teacher is not, you're not getting that, like on both ends, it's just, you have to be super intentional as a teacher. And it was so hard. Cause it's just like, wow, all of these kids, you know, need something like you just, it's just, it's so much, it's so much. And it's only so much that you can handle. And I just, and I think that that conversation is so important. Like parents need to know that we are the beholder of our kids' confidence. We need to be instilling the confidence in them, making sure that they are motivated and they feel like they have the choices that they can go out and be confident in this world and do what they need because we need them. And it's so important. And that that's why I feel like this conversation really touched me because I'm going to be talking about this and just hearing this and being able to hear this again. Um, even before the expo is this motivational. Like I know I'm be able to hear this conversation again and <laughs> dig from this conversation. And it was just so important to hear this message. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad my my long suffering has paid off <laughs> for, for <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> yes, 20 years. That's I mean, that's the commitment. It really is. Yeah, are you well, proud of yourself? Ten, to <laughs> ten more to go, but yeah. It's been fun. I mean, looking back, yeah, there's been a lot of rough days, but there's also the benefit has outweighed the sacrifice over and over. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's, and then you have, you already have a second gen starting because you, like you say, you have a, um, you have a grandchild. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes, especially since his dad is not a hundred percent homeschooling, but his, my daughter did tell him when they were talking marriage, she said, you need to be okay with me homeschooling (laughs) or, or this conversation's done. And he went, uh, okay. (laughs) So I thought that was funny that that was her, like, you will, you have to be okay with this if you're marrying me done. So important conversation to have. <laughs> yeah. like it really, is. It really is. That's what yeah. me and my husband talked about as well, though. That's why we really connected because it's like we have to be able to homeschool, keep our, you know, keep our kids, protect our kids, teach our children. 
And that was something that we really connected on. I think that was like super important to see someone else is like down for it. Cause it's important to have a partner that understands that. Cause if you don't, it's kind of hard. Cause they're going to be like, just put them kids in school. Like, why are you over here just <laughs> juggling and trying to, you can just put them in school. And it's just like, no, you need that motivation and encouragement to be like, nah, keep going. You're doing a good job. And this is why we, we decided to do this for our family. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like this this conversation was just so healing to me. It definitely triggered my tears, my crocodile tears, because <laughs> I'll cry now. But um, but this was a beautiful conversation. Well, thank you. I very much enjoyed this. This is fun. I could sit and just chat with you guys for hours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. No, you have. I mean, you have so much wisdom and knowledge to share. Definitely, and it's what you have built is very much needed um very much needed and I love it for you I love it for the homeschoolers that are able to find the community I love it for everyone who's benefiting from having community because that's it's really important when you first started um did you have community like that I was lucky to have one woman in my church who had already was already homeschooling Mm. and she had homeschooled. She had two teenagers and then a straggler who was like 15 years younger. And her baby was the same age as my oldest. And when I went to this mom and she's the one I was like, how to, what do I do? We bonded. She's 20 years older than me, but we bonded and she walked me through and we homeschooled together. And I took her daughter and she took mine and Um, For 10 years, we homeschooled together. She introduced me to the group. She introduced me to different programs. When I'd have rough days, her her biggest focus was always, you're not having enough fun. And I'd be like, there's more to life than just fun. And she'd go, no, 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 no. You need to have more fun. And that was what she really instilled with me was enjoy your kids. And now her name was Rosalie. I owe her everything, that sweet woman. And that's really, I I just keep trying to push her message to her. She was just helping me, but her knowledge is what I'm spreading and sharing as we need to have more fun with our kids. Not that you have to make all learning fun, just have fun with your kids. (laughs) So yeah, that's important. It should be enjoyable. Everything should be enjoyable. Like I even think about that with working nine to fives. Like if you're not enjoying it, go find you another one for you to enjoy because it's choices. We have options. We have all of that. It was never, you know, have to be stuck anywhere, but the homeschooling process, it definitely has to be enjoyable for everyone. You don't want to be at home with a mom that's like, like, Ah, I'm doing this like mom, but you wanted to do it. I thought. (laughs) Oh, I've had those days. (laughs) This is what you wanted. (laughs) We have those days too. (laughs) I chose this. I chose this. I chose this. (laughs) Reminder. I know. I used to tell people I used to threaten mine with public school when we first um, moved to Arizona and I was like still trying to get my head space right. I used to you know what, guys, I'm gonna put y'all in public school. They're like, no, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> I know it's a threat to my kids. Too. Yes. Do you want to go to school or do you want to do this for me? And they'll go, fine, right. fine. <laughs> right, right. Like, no. Put you in the building. Don't make, yep. don't, don't don't make me set you. <laughs> <laughs> We've grown past those times though. We have, and it is really, really enjoyable for us. Um, our process definitely works. We are more on the unschooling um, level of um, learning and we do, we just have fun. We do. My, I got my gamer, my car, shark hat mule. They're playing memory <laughs> earlier. 
and I declare war. That's my six-year-old. She loves games. She look, my mom says something about poker and she's like, well, what's poker? And she's like, I don't know how to play poker. She said, oh, well, I'll probably learn. <laughs> Also probably learn. I'll figure <laughs> like, it out, mom. Yeah. Like, by all means, yeah. look hard, shark. Go ahead. You go do oh, that. And what a great, like, our children are actually literally like, oh, I can learn that. Oh, I can learn that. You know, and we grew up yes. with, I don't want to learn that. It's not school time. And our kids are like, oh, sounds fun. Let's learn something new. I'm like, oh, right. I would have loved to grow up with that attitude. Where would right. I be now? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I talk about my Spanish, man. Oh my gosh. Oh. Like, so many years. So many yeah. years. But that is really important, the fostering of the love for learning, them wanting to better themselves, wanting to further themselves. Um, It's really important. It really is. I love it. (laughs) I'm so happy. (laughs) Like, like you're doing the same. Like, we don't have a community where we're actually bringing individuals together on a platform. But we are... um, big on providing resources and tools for families to be able to get that community, be able to get those um, teaching lessons, whatever it may be. We are um, providing those. So that's why I just said, like, I love your community. I love what you have built. I love all the homeschool groups, co-ops and all that good (laughs) stuff that provide families with community because that is something that parents um fear going into this process like you said like now in 2023 you not having a homeschool community is really choice at this time like because you can build it i we me and the girls go to the park and it seemed like everyone who comes to talk to me is homeschool yeah (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) yeah like just always sending community like no matter where we are and there's always somebody there it's cool it's cool um that's where people tell me how do you find homeschoolers go to the park between 10 and 3 or 10 and 2 (laughs) during the week if you show up on the weekends or after school they're not there (laughs) so I have yes we walked up to a whole co-op yep Yeah. Homeschoolers go out when everybody else isn't. That's where you have to find them. Start, stop going out in public school hours. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we actually do venture out during public school hours. We, we don't shine, hold on, we don't shine away from the, the public schoolers. We, we communicate no, with them too, it. but <laughs> even though they do be bringing some stuff, honey, I would tell you, <laughs> yeah. kids be bringing I yesterday um the girls were playing in this um one little girl she was spinning this thing and it has little ropes and stuff so it's kind of like a cage like in some sense but it goes in a circle and she was like just die in prison and she just kept on spinning and I'm just like wait a minute die in prison wait why, why where did you even get that from <laughs> she was like she like seven <laughs> come to find out because you know me talking to everyone talk to her dad her mom is a police officer and she just uh she's been a police officer about uh, under a year but either way she's apparently must have been having some um conversations you know in front of her that she's taken away some vocabulary and everything wow. else. So it's just like understanding that what we say in front of our kids is very important <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and we only learned that the hard way <laughs> 
right? When at the park, talk, tell the kids yep. to die in prison. Um, <laughs> yes, um, it's it's just interesting. Um, just the whole this whole journey of life um, yeah. from a little person's perspective. They are brought with so much information, so many different fun facts and everything else, and it's just interesting to hear them um, go about their their journey and I'm here for it I'm just a guide I call myself a guide I'm just here you know to to steer when I see them going left I may steer them back right (laughs) yeah constant change is what we're after support I'm here for the support but yes is there something you would like to tell not something but a couple things you would like to share with new homeschool families well, um, first of all, we are running a special right now. So if you are looking, you know, we're, we have created a buffet. We call ourselves the Costco of homeschooling. We're going and making the deals in bulk so you can buy smaller. So um, if you are looking to join our membership so that you can have all of that, we have a code right now. If you use, uh, you go to myhomeschoolvillage.com, you use the code YOKIDS50, um, and you get 50% off the year. And that's for your whole family. So it's full. So it'll, awesome. our regular price is $97 a month for the family, but you'll get it for $48 a month for your whole family for an entire year. And we even have like an extra promotion going on. If you pay for the entire year up front, you get a Chromebook free. Uh, so you all giving out Chromebooks? Oh we are giving it. Yep. Yeah, if you pay for the full year up front, we will send you a Chromebook. We do also, wow. our members get, see, this is one of the places we get discounts. We, you can get Chromebooks for a discount. It's $165 on our website. You can go in and do that right now, but our members are getting it for $130 a month or not a month per Chromebook. You can order as many as you need. If you are a member, you get the 130 price. If you're not a member, you get the 165 price, but the, um, but if you sign up for the full year, you get one free Chromebook and you can still go in and buy if you need like three or four or whatever. So that's going on. See, we are this literally we are calling. And the reason that came up Five days ago, a woman said, do you know anybody or a good place to find Chromebooks or something cheap for my kids? I need four. So I'm thinking, where do the schools get them? So I start making phone calls. It took me about 24 hours of phone calls and emails. I found the company that the schools are buying from and got the same deal so that we could offer the same low price for Chromebooks, only you get to keep them. And if there's anything wrong with them, you just send it back. They'll just replace it. So they're refurbished. They're 2018s. They are refurbished. They're touchscreen. So um, anyway, so that's that's what we do, and we're we're always reaching out. A mom just said, "Hey, I want a, a Minecraft schoolroom for my kids." So now we're working on creating a schoolroom just for our members, where your kids can go in and be safe and play Minecraft with other homeschool kids inside my in my homeschool village. So that's just what we do. And so as members, you just automatically get the discounts. You automatically include it in everything, that kind of thing. So we're here to help. And that's important because that those Minecraft and Roblox and all this stuff, like I didn't know how to chat and all that stuff worked. And because my girls don't have it, but my, my niece does. And just hearing like the conversations or just seeing like some of the stuff that's talked about, they need a private community. Like, <laughs> yeah, my kids have a private community with their cousins. So once a week they'll meet up, they all play together at night, you know, and they do like this cousin date and it's really cute, nice. but you can create those private communities. So we will be pro- providing a private community that is monitored by us parents 
to make sure that they're safe in there, but still allowed. Cause I think Minecraft does give a lot of great, um, really good skills, mind skills and problem solving skills and building skills. So we will be doing that next month. It'll be added in in June. And once you lock in your price, that's your price forever. So when we up, we do raise the price when we start to add in a lot of stuff, but if you're already paying 47, that's where you're at. You're locked. So I might put in $300 a month worth of stuff, but you're paying 47. We just keep you there. We're not going to raise your price. Our prices on our members. That's awesome. 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 So what are some tips and tips and tricks that you can share from your 20 years? Oh, gall, uh, that I, that I haven't already said, I don't know now. Right. Honestly, I think the most important thing, I think the most dangerous words out of a homeschool mother's mouth is how do I make my child dot, dot, dot. And I think it's really important that it's not about making, forcing. I think the most important thing you can learn to do as a mom is negotiate, figure out how to work with them, talk to them about it. Um, I have had a lot of instances, you know, I've got stubborn kids and there's been times where he's like, I don't want to do math. And I'll say, look, the expectation is you're doing math. You get to pick how, do you want to do a book? Do you want to do a program? Do you want to tutor? Do you want to class? There's options and, and it gives them control over it. And then the fighting stop because, you know, they're like, I hate this book. You chose book. Do you want to go back to a computer program? We can do a computer program, but learning math isn't an option, like is not optional. How you learn the math is optional. And so that I think is really important when you've got kids fighting you, it's about how much control do they really have over their education? How much control can you let go of? Can you give them more choices and you'll find less fights? That took me years to learn. (laughs) Years to learn. A lot of tears, Um, but now now it's easier. And I'll tell my kids, they'll be like, I don't want to learn that. I'll like, okay, negotiate with me. And they're good negotiators now. Love so it. better than I'd like them to be, <laughs> but they can negotiate nice. with the best of them. <laughs> nice. That is important. The give yeah. and take and making sure that they're a part of the journey. I think that's so important to make sure that your kids feel involved in this process because yeah. you're taking them out of a school system that does not involve them in the process. You don't want to bring them home to another system that doesn't involve them exactly. in the process. Exactly. So make, make it in, you know, there, tailored to them. Um, Like you said, the choices, like, okay, we have to learn this subject. However, how do you want to learn it? And give them options, give them options, give them choices, Um, allow them to bring options, allow them to bring choices because they're, they're way smarter than we give them credit for. Oh yeah. And sometimes way smarter than I want them to be. (laughs) <laughs> my my husband will hear me saying sometimes why didn't we raise dumb kids it would have been so much easier if our children were so intelligent dang it <laughs> yes oh, i was taught them to think for themselves lord yeah. what were we thinking about it's my true goodness yeah it definitely backfires it definitely i feel that already yeah um, it does. <laughs> so they're so opinionated so yep. opinionated yeah but it will it pays off beautifully when they're older it really does we just have to handle it until then <laughs> that's that comes with the talking to and and reflecting and and counting and yeah. meditations and all the good stuff that we we tell talk about the self-care being a priority 
take care of yourself so you're able to deal with these little people with these big personalities and attitudes and just thoughts and opinions and voices and all this stuff because you don't want to dim that light you want that light there to shine you bright even Focus if on it's the coming light. and shining on you right now <laughs> sometimes it's a little bright <laughs> yeah you still want to encourage and, yeah. and fuel that light by all means I love it I appreciate you. Thank I you, appreciate thank you. you and this opportunity. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. So Rebecca will be one of our speakers at all of the expos. Yes. And so yeah, great, great topics. Um, I know one offhand is um, why it's more important to be creative than focus on subjects. Um, yes and skills. I love that. Um, she's going to be talking about just basically trusting the process, really like believing in yourself and, and going outside of the box, um, stepping into that little zone where it's like uncertainty, but, but Hey, find some comfort in this uncertainty. And you hear yeah. she's got that 20 years, 20 <laughs> years, 20 years in the game. She That's has right. <laughs> so, and I'm it. still smiling. So it does. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> smiling and laughing. Look, she all yeah. bright and life's stuff. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she feels good still guys. So yeah. it is possible. It but is. yes, it's no, I possible. love it. Um, let me shout out some of our other expo um, presenters and exhibitors. We have Soul Right Living, Family Living Success, um, College Prep Genius. We have Jean Burke that's coming to talk about free college, how to ace those ACTs and SATs, all those Ts. Um, Love to Learn Today, LLC, Indigo Learning Pod. Uh, right Start Math, they're going to be joining us on all the expos also. Very excited to have them. And I'm very excited for Mary and her, her beautiful insight. Um, it's a holistic journey. She's going to be talking about the importance of healing through nutri nutrition, holistic nutrition. Um, Bright Child AZ, Mrs. B Learning's Corner, My Homeschool Village. <laughs> Math Whiz Flashcards, the Augustine Family Education Hub. We have Seven Sisters Holistic Healing Institute, Black Belt Bruce, uh, Creative Minds Collectives, uh, K-Pod Learning, and Black Women of Tucson. We have a lot, a lot of different vendors. Montrose Biology will be joining us. We have a lot, a lot of different um exhibitors various vendors that will be coming and presenting and I'm so excited for it because it is about bringing the resources and tools to your home and letting you know this is not something you have to do alone and Rebecca has also built a whole community that lets you know you do not have to do this alone <laughs> yes. yes that's a so. quite a list those are some great companies in there I love all of those so that's yes. exciting it'll be fun Yes, indeed. Indeed, it will be. It um, will be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see Aaliyah. how many of those want to come join us. <laughs> right. Yay. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. See all these partnerships and I think oh, so much it. to learn from you in what you're building and how yes. you're going about building it. So yes. like you've given us some very definitely food for thought um and going forward with our homeschool organization so thank you thank you for sharing yes thank you so much I really enjoy working with you guys you are just amazing thank so thank you. you so much thank you 
Aaliyah, any, oh, well, no, Rebecca, um, where can people find you? Oh, thank you. Uh, myhomeschoolvillage.com. And once you get in there, you'll find where our groups, our group is free. You can go in and just join the community if you would like, if you want the programs, they're right there as well. But myhomeschoolvillage.com or on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, myhomeschoolvillage. And with, yeah, love to have you come join us. Nice. Yes, yes. And you know, you can find us on uh, Instagram at homeschool your kids and and homeschool your kids educational pod and at homeschool your kids oh homeschooling mama with staff <laughs> yes and make sure you check out our website homeschool your kids expo.com uh, to find out more details and find the schedule for the glendale event um we're excited so we thank you thank you all our listeners thank you for supporting this journey um believe in yourself trust the process know that you have everything you need to be great and your children will thank you in the long run for stepping out of that box so allow yourself to flourish allow your family to do different um remember that you are changing generations you are changing the future you really are and it's a beautiful beautiful feeling be proud of yourself every step that you take be proud of yourself every every day that you make it through <laughs> be proud of yourself um as the parent because it does take um a lot of conscious and intentional effort to be your best self for your children 24 hours out the day so <laughs> yes, <it does>. no. <laughs> know that you are amazing and you are needed and you are appreciated peace bye-bye <laughs> <laughs>